Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free US share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello, hello. This is the COB on the 12th of September, 2022. All the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, what a cracker of a session to start the week. Yeah, third big gain in a row. What's going on here? All these uh, doom and gloom. Uh, but I know the market is yet again to find it uh, up and about. I think it's almost added 4% over the past three sessions alone. So that is pretty impressive, all things considered. But the question, as we always ask in this uncertain environment, is how long it will last. How long will it last? What could be the trigger for another leg down? Well, we've got to just face the elephant in the room, don't we? It's that all anyone's talking about is this U.S. inflation report that is due. It's coming our way. Um is there likely to be anything in it that could stop, you know, another 75 basis point hike from the Fed? I don't know, Scotty. The messaging from the central bank and bankers has just been so clear. Yeah, and I don't think that you can go and be complacent about, okay, we all know that goods price inflation is probably, you know, already seen the peak and is coming down. A lot of it is energy prices. We know that, of course. But how long can they be repeated? That's the question. Uh, and then when you've got the turnaround story where you look at what's going on with the, uh, the labor market conditions and uh, what's still very strong wage growth coming through, that, uh, that core inflation, the services inflation in particular, looks very, very sticky at this point in time. You throw in the mix, we're likely to see some pretty big increases coming through for rents and uh, owners' equivalent rent, uh, of course, which is another big component there. To me, it, uh, it all points to the need that the Fed has to keep going hard at this point in time because as we've been told time and again by the, uh, the Fed chairman, that uh, no premature, no, no loosening of financial conditions when in a situation like this can go and lead to a resurgent inflation pressures. So it's going to be interesting. It sure is. So we are looking forward to that inflation read. And um, yeah, it's, it's what a lot of our guests have been talking about. You know, you were just speaking with Brody Howard, weren't you, from Macro Capital? He's talking about a couple of stocks to hold through a you know, persistent in persistently inflationary environment. So uh, that will be in the show notes to um, to take a little listen to um, via uh, this podcast. What else sort of resonated with you today, Scuddy, in all of your conversations this afternoon? Uh, look, there wasn't a lot of rhyme or reason today. I think the, the overall sense is that you know, we know that there was uh, impacted by holidays across the region as well. 
We know the conditions still are not, you know, back to normal liquidity out there at this point in time. There's still some caution out there, not just about that CPI report, but uh, just what the Fed's going to go and do next week. That's the uh, the key question. Uh, no one's really certain. Like, no, 75 basis points looks to be the most likely scenario. Uh, but then what will it signal beyond that is the, is the key question. And a lot of people are expecting we're going to see that step down. But what it actually transpires is uh, is another question. And then, of course, no overlay that. I know a lot of the world's attention at this point in time. You can't go and escape it. Is of course is on the uh, the uh, the Queen's funeral proceedings uh, leading up to that date next week, and that's stealing a lot of the oxygen as well from financial markets, which is a rarity in itself. Mm-hmm, absolutely, uh, and the UK has such a deluge of data to come this week as well. I mean, inflationary reports coming through from the UK, and inflation there is just. You know, it's it's terrible, really. It's something to behold, something that hasn't been seen in so long. Uh, it's interesting as well. I mean, we, we haven't been talking about some of those persistently deflationary uh, forces for quite some time, if you think about technology. Um, but it just seems as if that's a conversation, you know, literally for another day, for another time. So uh, before we get too far away from from equities, I did just want to recap some of the best performers today. Best performers being, well, a lot of those big miners did really well. Interesting, especially in the face of the data deluge that's likely to come from China later this week as well, Scuddy. Um, Demand, supply, stimulus. Is that what it's all about? It feels like that, but uh, dynamic COVID zero is still in place and it's still thwarting activity. And that's one thing that the markets, I think, have already gone and moved on. I think they expect there's going to be some uh, an announcement, uh, one form or another, that there'll be a relaxation of that uh, come October 16th. But what happens if it doesn't happen? And that's the, uh, the question that I think a lot of people have to be asking themselves right now because I really get the sense that uh, no, that's already been priced in by markets. Yeah, you had a conversation just to end the day uh, with Maple Abbott Brown. So if you're interested in yeah how they're thinking about the China question, whether more stimulus will come, uh, what's likely around that CCP meeting, you can find that on the website, uh, no doubt, very easily. Just type in China. Um, other than that, though, we saw Miso Blast having a very good day. was up by about 7%. And we saw Nickel Mines. Nickel, well, it's now called Nickel industries i think and i see is the ticker code uh it did really well today it upgraded one of its uh, resource estimates at uh, a project that it's got going on and in fact scuddy that was the stock of the day so amber sherlock our host sat down with her guests gaurav sodi from intelligent investor and Nathan samasandaram from deep data analytics to see what they had to say about nickel industries the complexity along with the, the very strong ambition, sh- make me a bit shy about this one. Uh, as I, I'm, I'm happy to say I don't know the stock very well, but I'm also, I'm also, <laughs> also going to say I'm not that interested in getting to know the stock very well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, it's, just a, it's just an avoid for me. I think nickel is an interesting one. Because this has underperformed so much compared to most other players, it's one to keep an eye on. I'm not jumping in. I want to see uh, you know, the operations turn around. Right now, all the brokers are downgrading. You don't jump into a downgrading stock, especially a stock that should be doing well in this macro. So I'm keeping an eye on it because I think nickel is interesting, mm-hmm. but I'm not jumping in now. Okay, so that uh, was not a ringing endorsement by uh, Gaurav, to say the least, and uh, Nathan's going to keep that one on his watch list. Other than that, though, Scotty, I love the, uh, yeah. Nickel- 
Go. Yeah, I, I love where it's like goes from nickel mines to nickel industries. Like it's almost like it's trying to go and say, "Oh, we're value adding now by changing our name." But uh, yeah, just interesting. Yeah, I had to. I had to actually look it up a couple of times, just making sure that I wasn't. Um, yeah, looking at the wrong company because uh, I somehow <laughs> missed that memo about that uh, change in name. Uh, it was, you know, it was pretty quiet though on the corporate front in terms of of news. I know that the Finn has Atlas Arteria and a potential. Uh, you know, shareholder super fund action against it if it goes ahead with a uh, proposed acquisition. So that's an interesting one. Um, but we saw gold stocks doing really well. We saw the price of gold rising. Uh, we had a conversation with David Lennox from Fat Profits earlier because, you know, we just haven't seen gold performing. He reckons if we start to see the U.S. dollar coming off in a more significant manner, uh, that could give the gold miners a boost and the gold price a boost, interesting, you know, importantly. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Wh- where where do you see the U.S. dollar headed? I mean, what <laughs> what would make it lose any ground in a significant manner? An end to the European uh, conflict in Ukraine. That's, in a nutshell, what will be it. Especially for the DXY, which is such heavily weighted to uh, the euro. But uh, no, interesting to see what's been going on on the geopolitical front. Uh, I know those mm. big advances by Ukrainian forces taking back a large swathes of land and uh, reportedly... Uh, just intrigue as to what it all means. I'm going to have a think about it. I might write about it later on in the week. But uh, certainly when you talk from a, an asset allocation perspective, the investment community globally is so downbeat about Europe's prospects. If there was to be some miracle, and I do say the word emphasis uh, on miracle, mm-hmm. uh, and things suddenly turn for the better, well, that's going to be very, very uh, impactful in financial markets. So we'll see what happens over the next few days, but uh, worthwhile paying pretty close attention to what's happening in that neck of the woods. Yeah, I did a lot of reading about um, what was going on there this weekend, um, just because it's fascinating and you know whether or not the dynamics are changing in Russia as well toward Vladimir Putin. Of course, it's just so difficult to, um, well, first of all, I'm not going to become a political expert overnight, but it's difficult to get a real handle on what's going on clearly. Uh, in Russia, and then you've got uh, President Xi meeting with uh, Putin, so that could be a complicating factor, or, or, you know, could be a turning point as well. So, yeah, one to watch. So, Iron Ore futures soared. The miners did well today. Financials did pretty well. Uh, The big four banks all rose, even as we start to see uh, variable home loans, you know, continue to rise. So, Westpac today lifted its variable home loan rate by 50 basis points. So that's the central bank's rate hike in full coming right through to Westpac consumers. And uh, we saw energy doing really well today. Woodside, Santos up significantly. Tech also uh, really mirroring and mimicking that rise that we saw in Wall Street uh, on Friday. Block, for example, was up by I think 4.5% at uh, one stage of the game. So, yeah, it was, a p- it was just a really positive day on the market. And um, tomorrow, Scuddy, we, we get a little bit more action on the macro front locally. So we do get that NAB business survey. Clearly, I mean, we want to know about what's happening in the jobs market in particular, correct? Yeah, so the employment sub-index will be really important. The prices paid, employment costs uh, no, uh, indices will be very important. I uh, also get the uh, Westpac Melbourne Institute Consumer Sentiment Survey out for September. Uh, always interesting to see what it's got to go and say, particularly around the labour market. So I think that's going to be quite influential when it comes to uh, sentiment about the strength of consumer spending moving forward. We know that uh, sentiment has been downbeat, but if people still feel confident about their jobs it seems like they're still willing to go and spend. So keep a close eye on that one as well.
Okay. Well, I was going to just flag that we have the jobs report coming through on Thursday, but I think I'm getting too far ahead of myself because we've got a lot to get through between now and then. So safe to say we saw the ASX rallying. We saw, um, yeah, sort of a, a, a mix of companies that uh, outperformed on the losing end of the spectrum was Tyro, which was off by 5%. And uh, yeah, we will continue to keep our eye on Sims as well. It was uh, one of those companies that did particularly poorly at a percentage uh, terms. It was off by about 3%. Hey, Scotty, should we call it a day? Let's call it a day. We've got uh, far bigger fish to fry later in the week, so sure we're going to save our powder for those dates. Okay, have a good night. Ciao. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.